Money loves authority. Money follows authority. Money doesn't follow. I'll do what he or she says. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman Podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez, and I am the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends. We're on a mission to get this material out to as many women as possible so that they can be unstoppable in their lives and in their businesses. And today we are talking about something that is super, super critical to, to unpack and to really recognize, and that is your double binds around money. And let's break this down to why this relates to it being hard in your business. So have you ever asked yourself that question? Why is it that I work so hard, that I put in the effort, that I'm so smart and I do so much and I can't quite get ahead? So I asked myself this same question many years ago when I was really tapped out, right? I was working those crazy long hours and I didn't have a lot of energy left in the tank, if you will. And I was pushing really hard and I had gotten my business to a certain level, which I was grateful for, but I wasn't able to crack that next level. And I didn't know how I was going to do it if I was already tapped out and overwhelmed. I, I really did not see a path and it was, it would freak me out be, between the times when I was doing other work, right? I kept myself very busy because there was a tiger chasing me and every, you know, the house of cards was going to fall down if I didn't keep pushing myself really, really hard. And um, I didn't understand because I had followed all the rules. I had done what I was supposed to do. You know, this was, this is, um, the, the good middle class mindset. This is how, uh, we're brought up to get ahead, quote unquote, in life, which was, you know, study for the test, get good grades, go to a good college, work hard, um, pay attention to the details, all of those things, which are not, insignificant and they do contribute to success, but they are not enough for the breakthrough. They are not enough for you to really get to the other side and be the authority in your life, have the sense of freedom that you so desire and to be making the kind of money that you want, not um, in a hit or miss kind of way, but in a consistent cash flow kind of way. And I, I did not have that when I started this journey of understanding where success comes from. I was, um, doing okay, but there wasn't certainty in my ability to call in, create, uh, make manifest, make my number, however you want to call that every month. Um, and every year, like it was always, it always felt a bit like a crapshoot. Like why some months I made good money and once why some months it didn't work out the way I wanted. So, um, but it wasn't for a lack of effort or trying, but I was hitting an upper limit, right? I hit that upper limit of, of, of what I was 
able, now I know the frame on it is that I was hitting an upper limit about what I was able to receive. And that's a self-worth issue, a, a self-image issue that was uh, con my conception of who I was in this world was related to that hard work, to, to being someone who had to struggle to get ahead. And, and it goes at counter purposes to what we really want, which is ease and flow and uh, that we are able to create what we want with a certain amount of attention and effort for sure, but not with the, the struggle and the overwhelm and the feeling bad about ourselves and the, the chaos and the confusion. And, and I realized that my tools weren't working. Like I really, I understood, I could see out there that other people were doing it differently. There were people who seemingly had uh, cracked this nut, were making more money than I was making, and were doing it with more ease and more confidence and more internal um, grace. And I clearly wasn't doing that at the time. So I, I had to recognize and admit to myself, I had a lot of good things going on. I wasn't going to knock myself down at the knees or anything. But in this area, I had to admit that I wasn't actually I didn't actually have the tools that I needed and that I really needed to um, change something because I couldn't work more hours, right? I was already working the 12, 13, 14, 15 hours, right? That I was already pushing hard and there were diminishing returns, right? Not only was the business not really moving ahead uh, at the speed that I wanted to, but I just felt that heaviness all day, that crap, crappy feeling for lack of a better word there. So I was losing a lot of the joy in my life and I was anything but lit up, even though I had a good attitude, right? It's not all or nothing. Like I had a good attitude and I wasn't, it wasn't terrible all the time, but I knew that there was more for myself and that, that I, I could have more joy, that this could not possibly be the truth, like we are, t we are taught that you need hard work. And in some ways, a lot of people are taught that work is struggle, right? Like, thank God it's Friday. Good grief. It's Monday, right? We, we, we work for the weekend and have that in our cultural zeitgeist. And yet instinctually, intuitively, I knew that that was not how I wanted to live, that I wanted to be lit up by my work and lit up by the other things in my life. And I knew that that was possible. I saw other people out there who were doing something like that. And I wanted that. So I think this is a case for many women and, and men too, but many people in the middle class that, that where things aren't terrible, but we're brought up to think that it has to be a certain way. And that's when I really went about studying success and what it took. And I realized that I had a lot of double binds about success and making money, even though consciously I wanted to make money, right? Consciously I had financial goals. Consciously there were things I wanted to do in this world that required money, um, you might have those too, right? You might want to build a foundation. You might want to buy the boat. You might want a second house or a, a first house. You might want pretty shoes. You might not want to be concerned about money. You might want to send your kids to college, right? There's so many things we, 
we use money for and we want it for. And consciously, we aspire to be wealthy. We, are, we aspire to be rich, to have as much money as we want to do the things that we want. Um, yet, we have this double bind that says rich people are bad, that making money is wrong. So let me explain this. So a double bind is when we consciously think one thing, but subconsciously hold a different belief and there's wonky energy around it. That's the technical term in case you're wondering. There's energy that's um, inconsistent there. You're saying you want one thing, but you're believing something else. Well, guess what? Your beliefs run the show. That's what you're going to execute on. So if you're wondering, why is it that I want these big things, these goals, but that I, I don't execute on them? This is one of the big double binds that holds people back. And, and it looks like a belief that rich people are bad, that rich people are unethical, that rich people are greedy, that rich people uh, treat people poorly with disrespect, that they're in it for themselves alone. Um, that they don't care about the environment, that um, they're crooks, all these sort of um, perspectives on who rich people are, or they're, they're, they're lonely and unhappy. And this is just not the truth. And you can see this if you just look at poor people, or you just look like, look at middle class people. There are crooks that are middle class. There are that are um, poor. There are people who are unethical at all um, income levels. There are people who treat people with respect or disrespect at all income levels. It has nothing to do with the amount of money you make. Okay. There are people who are poor that care about the environment and people that are poor that don't care about the environment. Okay. This is across the board in any place that you can say, you you can point your finger and say rich people are, and you have some negative connotation, just look and you'll see that that has nothing to do with money, that there's an example of it at every income level. And yet we say these things, this is the hard rub that no one wants to look at. We, We were brought up with these beliefs and unconscious to the the people around us, to our parents and the other people in our environment, we use these as a reason to explain why we are not wealthy, why we don't go for go and be rich. We use it as like, I don't want to be like those people. That would be bad. So that you don't have to face that you haven't done the work, that you haven't changed, that you don't like perhaps it's true you're not capable of doing this. Now, I happen to believe that everyone's capable of achieving wealth, and I, I've helped hundreds of women do that and probably thousands with the podcast now. Um, but my clients start building real wealth for themselves, and yet they didn't necessarily have that ability before, but it requires that you change these money beliefs Okay. And stop using them as an excuse, not consciously. Okay. You guys, I understand that you're not consciously saying this, but subconsciously, this is what's going on. It's a, it's a perfectly legitimate reason 
for not having to change and do the work to, to grow and become someone who actually executes at the level of making money at the level that you wish to, to call in. Okay. So, uh, you have to really stop and think about this and, and use, use your logic to unpack these, these money stories. And here's the thing. If you believe that making money is bad, that it's going to turn you into a bad person, why would you go make money? That's what you have to recognize. Why would you go make money if you thought that it was going to turn you into a bad person? You wouldn't. And that's what's driving the, the upper limit. It's keeping you stuck. And this is so important. You want more, but you limit yourself based on your self-imposed, self-identified need line. I want you to really, really, really think about that. You will not make more than what you need because you don't want to be one of those bad people over there that makes money and is rich. You have this double bind. Okay. So you, you self-impose an upper limit that's based on what you need. Okay. And there is, um, a level of discomfort that you are willing to experience. You might say you need money for X, Y, and Z, but really your need line is less than that. That's a want line. Okay. You want more, but you're willing to be satisfied with this lower area because you, that's what you need. That, that pays the bills that keeps you out of bankruptcy that, um, allows you to, to support your family at the level that you need, not necessarily at the level that you want. And that's a big dis distinction. Okay. So in order to break through, you have to leverage this. You have to raise your need line, what you need, because you will always make what you need, not necessarily what you want, but what you need. You have to raise your need line and you have to leverage um, this by increasing your needs. This is a way to get beyond a limit beyond an upper limit is by increasing your needs and leveraging that concept. Now this is stressful for most people. Okay. So you have to recognize that this is going to be stressful and do it anyway. Not because I want you to be stressed, but because it's going to be an internal conflict for you initially that you are like, who am I to choose that higher level. That's not the self image or identity that you're at right now. And by choosing something higher before you have the physical representation of money in your bank account to choose something higher, that's going to cause you stress. And yet that is part of the breakthrough. Okay. And most people find this too stressful and without guidance and support, turn around. They actually go back to where they were before. And it's called hitting a terror barrier. And you will go into so much stress that you will turn around unless you have the intellectual understanding and the support to keep going through the challenge that's 
that's going to come up for you when, when you do this. And this is true for everyone. There's no exception to this. Okay. There's no exception to this. You have to learn how to become comfortable with that discomfort. Okay. But the first few times it feels too uncomfortable. And so what did this look like for me? Initially, I invested at a very high level with my mentor and coach, and I didn't have the money. I did not actually have the money. I had to take a leap of faith and go forward. And that I committed to paying someone and I'm good to my word. So I'm going to pay someone if I've committed to it. I've committed at that higher level and now I have to work to that higher level. I have to love, that's how I leveraged that higher need line. I raised my need line by making a financial commitment at a higher level. Okay. I didn't say I'm going to wait until I can afford it. I made a decision from the place I wanted to be, not from the place that I was currently. And this is one of the, the success tools that I teach, whether it's investing in a mentor like myself or investing in team members or investing in other aspects of your life. You have to make decisions from the place you want to be. And this is decisions on the financial level, on personal responsibility level, on communication level, on time level. This, this goes for so many things. But Right now we're talking about getting leverage over your financial upper limit, okay? That, that your self-image is locked into. So you need to, to, to do that. You need to, to commit at a higher level. And this was extraordinarily stressful for me. And I was supported by not just my mentor, but the universe and by my actions. Like I was committed. So I did the work. Okay. This also looked at, looked like raising my need line in terms of how I spent money on myself. Cause I was not someone who spent money on herself. I didn't get my nails done. I didn't get my hair done. I didn't, I didn't know what a blowout was. I shopped at target and nothing wrong with target, but it was really nice to move up the ladder and buy nicer clothes that lasted longer, that looked nicer for longer. Um, and you know, I, I started buying nicer clothes and I kept stretching myself and, and you can do this in all sorts of ways, but you want to, you want to leverage this for your, for your business and for yourself. Okay. Um, it got, it got dicey there for a while when I started flying first class, you know, my mentor said, you know, front of the plane, back of the car. And I thought he was a, you know, I'm going to use something a little raw here, but I thought he was like an elitist pig, right? Like, what are you talking about? And, but really that was just me saying I wasn't worth it and that I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And that wasn't what my family did. And that's not who I was. And it was all of that. I don't want to be rich, right? Because rich people have these things that, aren't necessarily true, but I were in my mind and I needed to break that double bind by taking different actions, changing the decisions I was making. So I did that. I did all of that and I raised my need line. Okay. And this raised my upper limit on how much I could allow myself to receive. This is so important. I'm going to, I'm going to repeat this. I raised my need line, like what I needed to make 
every month in order to pay my bills, right? And that raised my container, increased my container about what I allowed myself to receive, okay? It's very important. I want you to pay attention to that. And I matched it with continuous up-leveling and how I showed up in my life and in my business, right? I didn't, I didn't do magical thinking and say, oh, it's all going to, you know, money is going to rain from the sky. I, I, it, it, it caused me to show up in a bigger way. And, and it will cause you to do the same thing. And, and I had a ton of, um, support going through the wobbles and the terror barrier because all the stuff comes up. It came up for me too. Like, who am I to deserve this? And how can I do this? And I can't get on that stage and, and, and give that speech. They're all going to laugh at me. And, and I can't hire that next level person. I, they're going to judge me for having systems that are, uh, crappy or out of, out of date, right? Or I'm, I'm not good enough to have someone at that level support me. And, and, um, but fundamentally it all came down to like, I can't afford it, right? I can't do this because I can't afford it. Who am I? And I'm not, I'm not rich enough, if you will, to support the things that I want in my life. And I had to do them anyway, because I was committed to my goal, which initially was a financial goal, but I now know 2020 hindsight that it was a goal for goal for freedom. I really wanted to be free. And again, initially that meant not having to worry about whether I could afford this or afford that, like not going to Amazon and being worried about whether it was $15 or $18, right? I just wanted to be able to buy what I wanted to buy. That initially was what freedom felt like to me. But ultimately, freedom came to be, to mean being the authority in my life, feeling free in my mind, not always being scared, wondering if I was making the right decision or what I, what I, um, whether I was going to make a mistake or disappoint others or people were going to judge me. Like I have none of that anymore, you guys. And it started with investing with my, in myself and recognizing that the way I was doing things wasn't working to get me to the level that I was at. And I had to take that leap of faith. It, and it was, it was absolutely a leap of faith. Um, and not everyone is, uh, willing to do that. Not everyone is ready to do that. Not everyone, a lot of people will never be ready to do that. But if you want it badly enough, right? If you want your freedom badly enough, that, that internal emotional freedom badly enough, and you want the financial freedom badly enough, it doesn't happen in the order that you think it does. You think that you do the things to make the money so that you can do the next things. It doesn't happen in that order. It happens in the order of deciding I want to be at this level and making decisions from that level. And it calls you up to that. It's not for the faint of heart. You have to have faith. You have to have belief. And you need to have people around you that are going to help you stay the course. Okay. Because it's going to get scary. I am, I am not, uh, one to mince words. And when you're on the other side of it, it feels like, Oh my God, 
I did it. It's amazing. And I, I'll, I'll, you can never go back. Okay. And, and you, it feels easy when you're on the side of, on the other side of it, but the pathway through the journey through is challenging. Okay. So I had all these stories about who am I to, to act like this? And yet I did it anyway. And, and fundamentally we're talking about uh, wealth and being rich and making money. So fundamentally, I want you to look here about like how you are spending your money, how you're investing your money. Are you investing it in yourself? Do you feel worthy of that? All of that stuff. Okay. Because I didn't in the beginning have the authority in my own mind to do what I wanted or make the money that I wanted. I didn't have that authority. Okay. The, the authority was outside of me. Now that seems a little wackadoodle, but I want you to think about it. When you go to make a financial uh, decision, when you go to purchase something, do you think in your head, what would so-and-so think? Like, what would my husband think? What would my wife think? What would my friends think? What would my neighbors think? What would my parents think? I had so much of this. I had so much of this. I had you know, when I, when I would go and purchase something in my head, I would think, what would Jack think? That was my husband. What would Jack think? Jack didn't care. Okay. Yes. On the big purchases, Jack cared. Obviously there was a, there was a, um, a partnership there about how we made big financial decisions. Um, and, but you know, I was doing this on the small things as well as the big things. And, I wanted to not take authority, meaning take personal responsibility for making a financial choice because I didn't want to be responsible if I made a mistake. Now that's really um, disrespectful to the other person. You're saying you go make the decision and if I mess up, I can blame you for saying, it was okay that I made this decision. Mm -mm. Stops now. Don't do that anymore. Okay. Start being responsible for your own decision. Start being the authority in your life. This is how you create freedom. And this is how you give yourself permission to be rich, right? By, by starting to be someone who takes responsibility for your results. Okay. And that your results are like the proof is in the pudding, right? And if you're saying to yourself, you know, I need to check with my partner, right? Some of it's your partner, your business partner, your life partner. It's not that you don't want to check with them, but are you uh, needing them to give you permission to make this decision? That is not being an authority in your life. And money follows authority. It doesn't follow the person that says, I'll do all these things. Like it, it, it's not, it doesn't come to the followers. It comes to the leaders. Okay. You have to be an authority in your life and in your business. This means showing up with certainty, showing up in, with personal responsibility, making clear decisions for yourself, not abdicating personal responsibility, not abdicating choice. Your power to choose is your greatest power. 
it puts it. And why is that? Let's just take a little moment there. It's because it puts you in this direction or this direction. And if you keep choosing for yourself, you step out of blame, step out of victim, step out of martyrdom. You start recognizing cause and effect. You start taking control of your life instead of being reactive all the time. And it puts you into authority. Money follows authority. Money follows authority. You have to start being the authority in your life, which means you have to start making decisions for yourself. Now, this doesn't mean to all my clients that are listening that you don't ask me for advice. I've gone through this and I can give you guidance. I can, I can share things that will shortcut your process. I can help you understand the decision that you need to make, see things from a higher level so that you are actually making a decision from the place you want to be, not from the place you are now. All of this does not diminish your authority, your ability to, to have choice and make choices. Okay. So all of this comes back to being willing to take personal responsibility for your outcomes. Okay. So you have to, have to, have to do that. This is so important. If you're not owning this, okay, and owning the, the potential for mistakes, right? Then you will always feel stuck. You will never feel free. You will always feel limited. Because on the one hand, you want freedom in your life. But on the other hand, you're not willing to take responsibility. How can you ask for freedom? when you're not willing to take responsibility. It's a big one, guys, okay? Instead, give yourself permission to be rich by stepping into authority, being the authority in your own life, making your own decisions, making choices, experiencing the results. Not all results are gonna be fantastic and, and the, well, let me say that differently. All results are fantastic if you have the right attitude. Not all results are gonna be what you um, con conceived ahead of time as wanting. Okay. That there are going to be results that are like, Hmm, that's not what I was hoping for. And you will absolutely quantum leap leverage, like make more money. If you stay in the game, learn from that experience and keep making powerful choices for yourself. Okay. You have to, to stay in the game. So money loves authority. Money follows authority. Money doesn't follow. I'll do what he or she says. Okay. That keeps you stuck in that middle-class mindset of doing what the teacher says. Okay. And, and not creating, being a, someone who creates in this world. Okay. Um, but you have to claim this. It has to come from you. So you must learn to make your own business decisions and your own life decisions. Um, stop asking for permission to be rich and give it to yourself. Okay. That's the real thing that I'm, I'm, I'm teaching you here is like, stop asking for permission, claim it for yourself. There are tactical things that you need to do in business planning and executing, right? There, there are very specific things, but if you don't get this, you will never do those things. It will feel like a slog. You will hit that wall all the time. You'll make incremental progress. You'll wonder why it's so hard. 
and, and, um, you, you really have to get this. And this is why, you know, we have this program called the spirit of wealth. And I outlined that like year one is about being the, the apprentice. This is where you're learning the fundamentals, learning the foundational aspects of how to really step into authority. You're, you're learning it, applying it, learning it, applying it, and you're getting great results. And there's, you know, a bigger wobble here. Then year two is being an architect. Really, you, you, you're you seeing the stuff and you've gotten some great traction and you start architecting your results. Like you are like, I understand what this looks like and how this works. And you start putting it into play and you start architecting your life. There's more direction and there's more um, control there, okay, over the process. The third year is really about what I'm talking about, which is stepping into authority, being the authority in your life. So like that means zero wonk more freedom. Okay. So year one is found foundational fundamentals, start getting traction. Year two is creating plans and gaining mastery, um, architecting things. And year three is like, I don't have any wonk anymore. Like that, that confusion is gone. That fear is gone. All of that. And there's, it gets replaced with freedom, which feels freaking amazing. Okay. So uh, if you're interested in the spirit of wealth, it's our mastermind and masterclass. It's our flagship program. It is open for enrollment now. If you are interested in learning more about it, please go to the unstoppablewoman.com slash spirit, and you can read all about it. You can find that on our website, theunstoppablewoman.com. And if you go to our podcast page, you can see a consult button. Book a, book a time to talk to us about it. It's a very low-key conversation. We want to make sure it's the right and appropriate program for you. It is our flagship program. It's the program that so many women have gone through that have just, you know, skyrocketed in their results. So we develop you to be an authority in your life and, and, and really step forward and start making bank. Okay. And, 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 and loving your life again, right? Like it's all about doing both. It's not an either or life, right? You do need to do the work in your business and you do need to start changing who you're being in this world so that you start showing up as the, this woman who has joy and the lit up life. Okay. So we want, uh, we want to help you do both. So if you're interested in that, we are enrolling now. And if you um, enroll in November, we have some uh, bonuses that start in December. And then the program is for 2022. So if you're looking for a mastermind and a masterclass where you're going to work directly with me, get the support, get the community of unstoppable women and get the teaching, the laws and the tactical business building steps. Uh, this is, this is something you need to look at. Okay. With that, check out the unstoppablewoman.com slash spirit. And hopefully we'll see you in 2022 in the spirit of wealth, mastermind and masterclass. With that, this is a wrap and I'll catch you in the next episode. Okay. Take care. Bye.
Hey, thanks so much for joining us and being part of the Unstoppable Woman movement. We have got a ton of free resources for scaling your business at theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. And you can find that link in the description below. So go ahead and check those out. And we'd also love your help in getting our message out to more and more women. If you'd be willing to share this video with all the unstoppable women in your life, that would be fantastic. And while you're at it, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Reviews, likes, and comments are greatly appreciated. We go in and read them all. So thank you for those. And thanks for listening and be unstoppable. Yes.